partner, barter, pay, or I do it myself. And then you, awesome. you have to ask yourself, am I the best person <laughs> to do this? I can maybe figure out how to write sales copy. Everybody, Brian McCumber here with Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have a very special guest on the podcast. We are fortunate to have Mike Filsamy as a special guest on the show. And Mike is one of the founding fathers of internet marketing from the days of way back. Mike was one of the second marketer in history to do a million dollar launch back in 2006. And he's done more million dollar launches for more brands than any other marketer on the planet. Mike launched a number of well-known brands and classic software platforms like Evergreen Business System, Butterfly Marketing, and the most notable Webinar Jam. Mike has done so much more since then and is now leading an ambitious project becoming the CEO and co-founder of one of the fastest growing CRM marketing platforms called Groove Digital Inc., which helps a lot of entrepreneurs and grow their online business. Now, if you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again, because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Roof Digital is quickly becoming the go-to platform for digital and e-commerce marketers, serving successful entrepreneurs and scaling business owners. Now, Mike is a techie like me, starting out programming during the beginning of the internet, he found his passion launching information products, software, and online businesses. Mike is also known for having fun by creating this long-running legendary annual event called the Marketer's Cruise, which pulls together a lot of like-minded individuals and successful millionaire entrepreneurs. I tell you, time is money and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time, and I'm so happy to have him on the show today. Mike, thanks for joining us, brother. How's it going? Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Excited. Always love to do these uh, these podcast uh, interviews, especially when when I'm first getting to uh, know somebody a little bit better like you for the first time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Same here. Looking forward to it. A little bit about me just to introduce myself. I've been around since back then as well. And you can see the gray hairs on, on the beard. <laughs> I haven't been around publicly but you know, taking advantage of all the t- <laughs> taking advantage of all the opportunities that are out there. So you know that, and that's kind of the purpose. You know, now at this point, you know, starting the Tech Money Talks podcast, talking about you know technology and all the money making opportunities that it can bring. And I say, with what you're doing and your whole career, um, it's just amazing. But what I'd like to do, maybe to start out, one of the things that I focused on over the past like year and a half, almost two years, was the e-commerce drop shipping. So we have a big audience that that focus on mm-hmm. that and the nature of drop shipping has produced a lot of like young next generation like millionaires that are booming in e-commerce so i know i know a lot of them you know they don't know anything that goes be before like shopify you know maybe give give an introduction you know for yourself and then we'll let the conversation lead us all right cool i'll, I'll give the the brief introduction um and you know essentially I come from a from a different generation uh, of digital marketers. Uh, there's two essentially two different types of digital marketers and e-commerce marketers. Those that had a career in the real world, as Dr. Evil would say, real world, right? You know, before <laughs> uh, internet marketing, um, <clears throat> and that's a you know simply because of my age, right? I was born in 1967. Uh, 
you know, I, I graduated high school in 1985. I didn't start online marketing until 2002. So I was about 35 years old. So obviously I had a different career. The internet was just coming up and it was in its infancy. You know, I started when PayPal wasn't around, when YouTube wasn't around, uh, you know, very, very different to getting a website up back then. There was no WordPress. So certainly there was no Shopify, right? So you take a look at a guy like me um, and the people that, you know, that, you know, I brought the industry up with, uh, you know, the, the Russell Brunsons, my friends, Russell, uh, Frank Kern, Brendan Bouchard, uh, Eben Pagan, um, Ryan Dice, Perry Belcher. We all had a career before online marketing. For me, it was the car business. I, uh, I started in the car business in 1990. And with a couple of years, I became a sales manager, then a finance manager, then a general sales manager, then a finance director, and then a general manager. And I ran the second largest Hyundai dealership in the country and the largest Toyota dealership in the Northeast region. So that's where I learned my sales. But before that, you know, I was right at the cusp of two generations. My brother, no pun intended, but, you know, would be more of the Doobie Brothers uh, generation. You know, my brother graduated in 1983, so he was in high school in 79. The Eagles style haircut, Led Zeppelin, everything like that. And me, my generation um, was 1983. MTV's coming out. I'm wearing parachute pants. I'm, I got a bi-level haircut. It's 80s music and it's the Commodore 64, right? I graduated from the Atari, Atari 2600 to the Commodore 64 and I learned to I learned programming. I became so good at it. I was the best in my school at it and I was actually helping teach the class. If you could imagine with my wow. college, with my high, uh, my high school professor because they didn't have people that knew computer programming. It was so new. They took our math teachers, sent them to Stony Brook University. They gave him a crash course and then he came in and he's trying to teach something. And you got a little hack over there that, you know, me, I know how to program. So yeah. he actually would say, Mike, how does this work? And I'd work out the problems on the board with him. And um, what do they tell me to do? They tell me, go see your guidance counselor and you should become a, uh, a computer programmer. I went to New York Institute of Technology, and I got to tell you, the words back then was not geek. Hey, hey, Kazoon, nice to see you. The word back then was uh, was not geek. It was nerd. <clears throat> and nerd never really became cool, right? If you were into computers, you were a nerd. And you almost didn't even want to tell people, right? Today, it's cool. I'm a tech geek, right? You know, you're putting tech into the name of your, your podcast, right? Um, yeah. So 1985, I'm getting ready to graduate. Who, do you, who are you going to go work for? Microsoft only had MS-DOS. They weren't the Microsoft we know. Spreadsheets were owned by Lotus 123. Word, word processing was word perfect. Uh, and then there were recipe software programs. So I created a software program to help my dad check his lottery tickets. I sold that to Lottery Players Magazine for $25,000. I was working at Pathmark Supermarket in the frozen food department, making $7 an hour. If I was working full-time, that'd be 14 grand a year, but I was working part-time. So I was making like six grand a year. I get engaged and suddenly I've got to do something with my life. So I, I drop out of college for a couple of years because I'm now married and I, you know, I, I, I was putting all this money into college and I really didn't see a career going to work in Seattle. So I get in the car business and for 14 years, that's where I really learned my salesmanship and confidence and how to, how to talk to people and learn human psychology. I don't call it closing. I call it human psychology. Because when you give people all the information they need to make an informed decision, they're making the decision choice. You have to be able to be an expert and be able to talk about your product with confidence. And that's what I learned. And as that's happening, the Internet came out. 
I'm the guy in the in the car dealership that's computerizing the inventory, starting a, a business development center with a CRM, right, so that we can automate email and phone calls and all these different things. And then suddenly, in 2002, when PayPal came out and PDFs, and you can actually build a website, GoDaddy, all these things were starting to converge. I started making, uh, quote unquote, as you say here, how to make money and work from home. I was doing really well. I was making 12 grand a month in the car business uh, as a general manager. But I can tell you, you, you any, anybody will know this. I would, I would still find a way to live paycheck to paycheck. I was still broke, <clears throat> even though I was in the car business. Now I'm making money online. I'm making 15, 20, $35,000 a month. I'll save the story for another day. But at one point, there was, it was a time for me to leave the car business and go online. And that was August 5th, 2004. And I did that. And uh, I made $75,000 that month. And I've never looked back since. And since then, uh, you know, I've generated over 175 million online. But one of the, one of the things about it is, yes, I'm known as an OG, you know, uh, internet marketer. I came up and uh, helped build this industry, but I was the guy that always focused on software. I, you know, that that was always my thing. I made I made mostly all of my money through software. And if I created an information product, like you know, webinar control or webinar genesis or any products at the time, it was usually to educate you so that you would use my software. And I'm actually curious about that, which is like you know. What, what was the passion behind that, that that actually led for you to like help educate others? It's fulfilling. You see cool money coming in. But then when you see that the same things can work for somebody else, what, what was what was what led to the passion? So for me, I was surfing the wave. So I was the surfboard and the technology was the wave. I was literally just ahead of the curve, uh, as you could say, right? <clears throat> so that ability was so exciting. I wanted to share how I just cracked the code. Today, what people are doing is, uh, and this is, you know, I'm not, you know, uh, making any uh, any comments. I'm saying it's just, it's just that it's not cutting edge. What's happening today is what people are doing is they're giving you the uh, a digest of the information. Hey, here's what you need to do. There's Shopify, there's WordPress, you can get this, there's MailChimp, and I'm gonna show you how to put it all together, um, which is fantastic. What we were doing, myself, Russell Brunson, Frank Kern, is we would say, did you know there's this thing out there called the internet? That you could put a button, as a new company came out called PayPal, and, that, and literally our sales letters used to say that, will allow you to take money uh, and get paid instantly to your bank account where they don't have to send you checks uh, and you don't have to ship anything. There's something called an electronic book that we're going to call an ebook, right? And all these, you know, we, you know, yeah. we, the, these terms were coming out because we were, you know, why, why was it called a, an ebook? Because mail was called email, right? So we were putting an E in front of everything uh, back then. Yeah. <clears throat> and so uh, it was, I was, I was not only in groups and masterminds uh, and forums of learning from people that were cracking codes. We were cracking codes. So it, the logical thing to do was when you're in, in a business where you're going to make money online was to package your knowledge and start selling it. And boy, oh boy, did people eat it up because you were giving incredible, incredible content. 
No, I'm glad that you touched on that. And that's what, that's where I'm really curious about your perspective, because, you know, back then at the beginning of the Internet, um, just like you said, you had to explain that you could do a form of e-commerce selling online. And and I remember people thinking that it was weird or some people called it a fad and is mm. basically, you know, Web 1.0. And now in, in the current days, you know, we're now entering that Web 3.0 and, and Easily. NFTs. And then yeah. in be- and in between, we have Web 2.0, where we had, you know, Facebook and socially connected. So I wanted to, uh, I was curious about your perspective, you know, the, the evolution and from where you see things transition and then where do you see things today? So when I was on a plane in 2004 or 2005, uh, and in fact, that's the reason I created the Marketers Cruise. I went on a cruise and I had a really nice guy. I remember he was from Nova Scotia and he was a plumber. And, um, you know, we were at a table, you know, they, they give you assigned seating every night and I'm eating my steak and he just keeps looking over at me and he's like, <laughs> so, okay, I was thinking about this. You build websites? And I was like, no, yes and no, I don't build websites. <laughs> he's like, so would you be able to build my websites? I was like, let me rephrase what I do. I market online. And in order to market online, I have to build websites. And then we were having these conversations. I don't want to say they were difficult, but it wasn't getting me anywhere, right? He wasn't going to become a client. I didn't mind. I made a friend. Um, But it led me to believe, like, uh, wouldn't it be great if we can do a cruise with like-minded individuals? And now that's why the Marketers Cruise sets with 500 people a year like you and me, and we charge Carnival's rates, uh, and we go on vacation together. A little tougher with COVID, but, you know, that's for another story. But yeah. So if I was traveling to an event in 2004, um, and you know you just happen to be there next to the person, uh, you live here in San Diego? No, I'm, uh, I'm uh, traveling for business work. Oh, what are you doing? That conversation shows up, right? And you know he's you know um, you know sales executive, right? And what do you do? Back then we didn't have the term digital marketer, so we would say I'm an internet marketer, and the person would literally look at you and go, what is what is what does that mean? And then for an hour I'd be explaining to this person how I'm using Microsoft front page to build a site and it's ebook. And you know, it ends with, and you're making money with that. Would, would it be okay if maybe I have my wife contact you? She's looking for a job, right? That, yeah. that was then, right? <clears throat> um, then as we hit over 20, uh, you know, 2010, it became obvious that everything was happening online. You don't, you didn't need to use the word internet marketer anymore. Geico Insurance Company is an internet marketing company. They market on the internet. Uh, there's Amazon, you know, it exploded. Everybody understands that purchases are now made online and digital, uh, you know, commerce for uh, infopreneurs, how-to passion project experts that are going to teach you how to eat keto or vegan or get six pack abs or how to invest in real estate or Bitcoin, the how-to world exploded. So that was no longer, um, the, the pitch in the early days was, did you know that you could take your passion and your expertise and profit from it? Um, and before that, it was, did you know you could have a website? All of that became natural. Today, it is so different. If uh, th- This is a fact. Do you ask the... Um, uh, the generation, uh, the Gen Z uh, people, and even the the current generation, the TikTok generation, um, they're asked, "What would you rather be, a uh, a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, which can make a lot of money, by the way, if you know how much these CEOs make, or would you rather be an influencer?" Uh, and all of them, 
Uh, 78% of these kids are saying, I'd rather be an influencer than a CEO. And I'm not saying that's a right or a wrong thing. What I'm saying is that's made that's made it so easy that people understand the online. Now it doesn't matter where I go. I go anywhere. I'm sitting in Miami. I'm talking next to somebody. Them or their spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend has some idea of influencers, followers, sponsors, TikTok, and they're it's not even a question anymore. So now, now they're all looking for a platform that they can extend off of their social media that gives them the opportunity to build a brand website and a funnel and do email communications and things like that. And then once they get in, there's not just me with an ebook. I mean, you you put your name into this industry and everybody here that's watching knows it. You the, the, you get recommended to this person, you opt in, and within six months, you're exposed to all of the leaders in the industry. And of course, you know, Russell Brunson's name is going to come up and ClickFunnels and, and uh, you know, Grant Cardone and Gary Vaynerchuk and uh, Frank Kern and all these different things. Being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur is part of our society. They keep saying that there, uh, you know, right now there are so there are so many people. Uh, we have low unemployment, and you can't find anybody to go work. And that's because we yeah. have <clears throat> so many people that are either doing a gig economy. And I'm not talking Uber and Lyft, which they are, but there are so many people that are doing gigs. With, you know, what you could imagine being a fiber, I can help you with video editing or write this or whatever. People are just working from home. It's become uh, we, we live in a whole new world and COVID accelerated that. Uh, and what are your thoughts about like NFT and, and Web3 and, you know, the direction there so that now uh, the nature of like, you know, proving ownership or being able to unlock things and, and that sort of thing. Are you exploring that anything like that right now? I can't have a conversation <clears throat> without NFTs coming up. Every single person <laughs> I talk to is talking about NFTs. Yeah. Here's here, let, let me let me give everybody my perspective on you know <clears throat> what drives me and how I go. Um, I, I there's an expression out there that says pioneers get slaughtered and settlers prosper, and I've seen this happen with Bitcoin. Um, I've seen it happen. What where, where the guys were talking about it you know, in 2014, 2015. And yeah, they were right if they bought their coin and held on to it, right? Um, it was so new that they were, we were talking about it in Masterminds and everybody was like, blockchain? Yeah, it's going to revolutionize the world. And you know what happened? They wasted, I don't want to say wasted, but they put four years basically being the pioneers, right? Pioneers get arrows in their back. Settlers prosper. And then at a certain point, it becomes mainstream and it becomes so easy. Oh, I just joined, jump in and I get a Coinbase account. Thanks for thanks for doing all the hard work for me. Um, yeah. The other thing is that you have to get out of that opportunistic mindset. Really, what you want to do is say um, you understand that money is simply a byproduct of two things. And it should be if it's not. Money is a byproduct of, or your income, let me rephrase this better, your income is the byproduct of the amount of value that you provide multiplied by the amount of people that uh, that you reach. So if I can provide this much value and I can do it locally, well, that's great. I can only market within my zip code. Online lets me market to people in Australia and Japan and everything. <clears throat> and so provide more value, they're gonna, they're gonna like me more, I'm gonna convert better more people is going to make me more money. 
the question that everybody needs to be asking is what is the value that I can provide and put your blinders on and focus on that. For me, it was building the Groove platform. Um, it's in the masterminds and everything that I'm in, it's very easy to say, oh, NFTs. I had people on the marketers cruise, Mike, I, I bought you um, uh, an NFT. I bought you, one person made me a Groove coin and they registered an actual uh, cryptocurrency for me. And the conversations are, well, here's what you can do. You could sell an NFT with this and all those different things. And I, I get it. But what, what I refuse to do is take my eye off the ball. And if I build a great platform right now, we're doing well, we're, you know, we built a $35 million a year company with our platform. Does the NFT serve my customer or is it, or is it a way, and forgive me, I'm not trying to insult anybody or anything, or is it yeah. a way for me to exploit a current trend because it's hot? And then my customers are gonna be going, Mike Filsame, the guy I have all the trust in the world. If he's saying NFT, I need to buy this. Now, truth be told, I can create a Groove logo sticker with a unique art and that logo should not be what's worth something. I need to attach a value to that NFT. An NFT yeah. is essentially a certificate. If I have, uh, let's assume this was my wife's engagement ring, right? Or uh, And it had a stone on it. The stone doesn't mean anything unless I have the certificate of authenticity that, that came with it, you know, from whatever, De Beers or whatever, whoever it is that, that certified the the. The thing, if I go to an auction and I'm watching that thing on TV, right? You know, the, um, you know, the auction, I forget what it's called. And, you know, the, the, the uh, Antiques Roadshow. And I show up with a, with, a, with, a, with a desk and they say, all right, the next person, uh, what do we have here? I don't know. This desk has something to do with John F. Kennedy and my grandfather had it in the basement. What do you think it's worth? We're hoping to get $5,000 for it. We don't really know. Well, what if I was to tell you that <clears throat> this desk was at Camp David, and when John F. Kennedy was killed, um, Lyndon Johnson came in and he redecorated Camp David, and yes, my father worked at Camp David. Oh, great. Yeah, well, when they were cleaning out the house, they had said, do you want this? Do you want this? And your father was given the desk that was John F. Kennedy's desk. What if I was to tell you that we could probably get this for $50,000. Let me tell you what is not selling for $50,000. The desk is not selling for $50,000. It's a certificate of authenticity that Antiques Roadshow is certifying that this is the desk. That certificate with that desk makes that desk worth $50,000. If I tried yeah. to sell you the Mona Lisa, if you wouldn't believe it was true because you're like, no, this thing is in a frame in in uh, the, uh, the Louvre, right? And if I say, no, I had somebody that went in, if this was true, stole it, swapped it out, and we put a forgery in there, it doesn't matter. The one that's over there that's protected by glass is the one that's worth billions because literally the frame that it's, uh, that it's under. So in the same thing, an NFT um, is so speculative. If you, I'm just gonna say, if you buy this, this, it's gonna be worth money one day. What I need to do is I need to give you that NFT sticker and then I need to tell you that this is going to entitle you to uh, a lifetime account to Groove. Um, it's going to give you VIP sitting next to me at the Marketers Cruise. It gives you back 
back access into the green room at every mastermind, GrooveCon, everything like that. If you're ever in town, we'll take you out to dinner and we have a suite at the Hard Rock Stadium. So if you ever come to Miami, we'll take you to, um, you know, into the executive suite on the 35 yard line of the home field to watch a game with us. And you can now sell that. But the only way you can sell that is you need to sell the NFT on the you know, on the blockchain and get it verified. So whoever holds that NFT key now has that. It's, it's essentially a certificate. To, for somebody to be selling simply, uh, uh, and other people can do it with artwork, right? But I'm saying in our market, you want to attach an NFT to something tangible. It's almost a way to give a digital certificate for something that can actually be proved that that's the only one. That, uh, and you can sell that and it could be worth something one day, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Perfect sense for sure. I mean, and you put it in common language because, you know, just just like you explained the beginning of the Internet, people were confused and asking, you know, what you're building web pages. And now yeah. when an NFT, people are just as confused. And, you know, say, you know, the people that are comfortable with websites, but they're like now clueless about what what NFTs are. And the only thing they see on the surface is like, you know, pictures of bored apes or different things and think it's just artwork. But what you just described is just like, you know, the perfect, you know, use case scenario, how, how it enables and, and ownership and how it unlocks, you know, special access to, to different things. And let, let's actually touch on that. Um, so uh, talk, talk to us about uh, Groove, uh, even the story behind Groove and, and what you built. I mean, looking at this here, I'm, and for those that are catching us live, I'm sharing it on the screen, you know, this is a massive platform and, and the tools and the suites that, that, that you're covering here. So I'm really uh, curious about if you can uh, explain, you know, the story behind Groove and, and every, all the opportunities that it has. Yeah, and I think the special link for everybody, I believe, is Groove Podcasts with an S. Groove Podcasts with an S dot, uh, dot com. There you go. Thank you very much. That's where people would go uh, to get that. And if they're watching now or they're getting in be before the uh, midnight of February 22nd, um, we're running a lifetime deal on it, uh, basically. And we have while we were building the platform. Essentially, it's been an extended uh, fundraiser, Kickstarter-like project. We basically said, if you pledge this amount, you get it for lifetime, and that's coming to an end. February 23rd, we finally roll out a beta at $299 a month, and right now, people can make one payment and never make another payment to us or anyone else ever to run their business because we have uh, you know, 17 different apps that, uh, that they can use to run their business. <clears throat> and essentially, not my first rodeo here, right? Like I was the creator of Webinar Jam, which, was, which is today the second largest webinar platform in the world. I created EverWebinar, which is today the largest automated webinar platform in the world. And if you've ever heard Evergreen, it was me and Rich Sheffern that really popularized that. And that's why I call that EverWebinar. It's an Evergreen webinar. Um, and Kartra, K-A-R-T-R-A, that was my previous company. And, you know, creative differences um, over there. So I asked for a buyout in 2016 and sat on the sidelines for two years. And in 2018, I started uh, the Groove platform. And the Groove platform mixes or combines what you would get from 
Shopify, so it does e-commerce, but it also does digital marketing like Infusionsoft. It has a funnel builder better than ClickFunnels, um, so much so. We put so much pressure on ClickFunnels that they saw us coming and uh, they know what they did to lead pages. Lead pages knows what they did to optimize press. You see what happened to MySpace with Facebook, right? Facebook just lost a um, 25% of their value the other day because the new generation isn't on Facebook. The only people on Facebook is literally baby boomers now. Everybody else is on Instagram and TikTok and people use Facebook for events and groups. And now one of the most popular plugins in the world is something that eliminates your feed. Nobody wants to see how Uncle Danny is upset at the left or the right and the liberals or the conservatives. And it's just toxic. Um, the young kids today are on TikTok. So even Facebook... Yeah is realizing, hey, if we didn't buy companies like Instagram and WhatsApp, you know, like they would eventually become another MySpace. We saw that happen with Yahoo. Um, and then one day there was Google, Microsoft, one day there's Apple. And ClickFunnels saw that Groove was coming and we give them all the credit in the world. They've decided, they've announced in March, they're deprecating ClickFunnels. Um, they're no longer going to support it. It'll still run if you want to pay them a legacy price, but they're, they're releasing ClickFunnels 2.0, which is to compete with our platform because we have a better page builder. So you don't need Wix, Squarespace, or WordPress. Check. We have GrooveBlog, so you don't need WordPress. Again, check, because we have a blogging platform. Uh, ClickFunnels couldn't build your brand website, so we have Groove Pages to do that. We have Groove Funnels. We have Groove Mail to do your email marketing. That gets rid of MailChimp and ActiveCampaign. We have Groove Sell, so you don't need SamCart, Pay Kickstart, Infusionsoft, ThriveCart. We have affiliate software, so you don't need Post Affiliate Pro or Tap Affiliate. We have Groove Video, we have Groove Members, so you don't need Kajabi, Groove Proof, so you get your little so-and-so just signed up, you know, from Austin, Texas, three minutes ago. Uh, help Desk Software, Surveys, Quiz, uh, Groove Webinars for live streaming, Zoom-style conferences, um, automated live webinars, you name it. It's all in one platform, and right now you get it for lifetime at GroovePodcast.com. Um, and after the 23rd, still a great deal, uh, $299 a month, which is going to replace all the other platforms that are going to cost you $3,000 a month. And the reason why people can have confidence knowing that we're the best platform out there is I am the guy that created Webinar Jam, EverWebinar, and Kartra. Uh, so you know the fact that we've combined the Shopify aspect to it and everything like that is the reason why we're getting 1,500 new users a day. Uh, onto the platform. We have 750,000 users on the platform in less than a year and a half. And yeah, it's, it's quickly built us. Uh, we did 35 million in revenue just last year. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, this thing is robust. And with, with all everything that you covered, I mean, just one of these little squares. And for those that are catching us live, it's just like, I mean, that, that that's a company within itself. So when I say ambitious undertaking, and uh, I'd say Mike's the one to do it. You know, he's got a you know, technical background and a marketer's background to, to put this together um, is, is just really amazing. You know, looking looking at all, all the pieces there for sure. So say for an example, let, let's even talk about, you know, um, some use cases, how they would use Groove. So say uh, a big majority of the audience, like I mentioned, were our drop shippers. So yep. what's, uh, what's a use case, how they would leverage Groove, you know, to do uh, e-commerce drop shipping? Well, what I can do is I know that your podcast people uh, won't be able to see it, but as I narrate it, they can kind of understand. Would it be okay if I share my screen? 
Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to pop uh, my screen uh, in here now. Um, and you should be seeing that right now. Yeah. Yep. So it's refreshing. And so right here are some quick links to some of our apps, but all of our apps are essentially in this list right here. Uh, and what I'm doing for those of, that are listening on the podcast is I'm, I'm seeing a drop down menu with the different applications that we have. So I can just hover down to Groovecart. And the beautiful thing is we give you unlimited stores. So you can start connecting as many stores as you want. You can, and we let you add a new store every 30 days because when we gave unlimited stores, you know, the people in some of the spammy countries were going out there and building 700 stores and using it to spam. So we eliminated that because, you know, there's a free element to our platform. And what I'm typing in now for everybody listening on the podcast is a website called Groove gear.com and for those of you watching in the live stream i just stood up and you're seeing a little shirt here with my groove logo that's known as print on demand uh you know brian i know you're very familiar with that so here's our store and you're seeing behind me a little g groove light you know we sell those we have groovezilla we have mugs plush dolls all those different things so going back into my admin dashboard you're seeing different training stores that we have, but I'm actually gonna jump into GrooveGear.com and I'm just gonna hover over this. And we're letting that page load. And when that loads, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna click um, over here where it says, um, I'm just, oops, this is not, uh, is it still loading? Okay, I'm gonna click over here where it says uh, products. And my browser is just acting a little funny here right now. Just bear with me just a minute. And over here, you see it says POD and drop shipping. Uh, and for those listening on the podcast, I just navigated to a section that allows me to connect to different print on demand platforms. So we have Layer App, which is our version of Pillow Profits. We have a plugin that allows you to connect to AliExpress so you can import anything and do automated fulfillment. We have Slingly, we have Tscape, we have Dropified, our own marketplace where some of our users sell different products for print on demand. We have Ordolytics, we have Printful, uh, we have Shine On, which prints on jewelry, that's in, in Slingly. And uh, later uh, this quarter, we're adding Printify and Lulu, so you could do eBooks. So we have the that's ability awesome. for you to upload all of your, your things for, for uh, print on demand, and we work with Autolytics and Dropified and AliExpress if you want to get into drop shipping. But one of the things that we also have, uh, Brian, is our you know what you see is what you get page builder. So I can literally click in here and you know just start typing. So I can I can build out my web page like I can with Groove Pages, and you know uh, bring in different style you know blocks and just drag them right onto the canvas. And everything is what you see is what you get. So it's not building a website like you do in Shopify where it's abstract. It's very uh, ev- everything in here is very very simple. You simply click on your different pages and. The these are your static uh, pages in your navigation, and then these are your dynamic pages. So if I want to click on my product page or my checkout page, it'll actually uh, load it up um, just like this. And I can I can click in any section here, and I can just start I can just start typing. It makes it really simple to That's work awesome. on your store. We have themes and elements, etc. But enough on that. And I know this isn't the best for the podcast, so I'll stop sharing my my screen. That well, was no, just it, uh, it's awesome. And, and bringing up like a really great point is the flexibility so 
you know, Shopify is pretty rigid in being able to cut, you know, you know, you have to buy the, the themes and the templates. It, it seems like, you know, this is very flexible. You got the shopping cart feature. A quick question, because one of the one of the things that, that a lot of drop shippers are doing are constantly product testing. So they're looking mm-hmm. to find that that next winner. Um, so with the Groove platform, are they able to end this lifetime access? Are they able to create uh, a new store to test new products? Uh, or new niches. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, you know, the lifetime customers can add as many stores as they want and there's not even a waiting period. So if they want to have three stores or 30 stores, uh, they can spin up a new store in a minute, buy a domain for 10 bucks. We give them free hosting and you could add unlimited products, unlimited images. And there's no store fee like there is with Shopify. So you yeah. can connect with Stripe or PayPal or what we recommend or GroovePay, which is even, um, it's like Stripe, but just more affordable. And you pay like, you know, you know, like the 2.9, 2.85 fee. Um, and you don't have to pay a store fee like you do to Stripe and you don't have to pay $99 a month and you don't have to pay for all the additional plugins. We have all of the our version of the Wheelio and all those different things. We have every converted. We, we built this to be a conversion platform. So hopefully the audience is catching this. So what Mike just described is just like this all in one package put together and thought through, like he said, you know, all the tools available that are needed to convert. So those type of little widgets, things that you know, say in Shopify, you would normally pay extra as an extra add-on. And when you need that, create a new store, you're, you're paying a new monthly fee for a new store. But within Groove, you could just kind of uh, build and put things together and just focus on making money. One, one of the things that we realize, you know, Brian, is that so many people uh, go broke while try, trying to build out their dream because they're being told, well, you need ClickFunnels and uh, you need WordPress for your SEO. And Oh, how much is WordPress? It's free. Okay, yeah, until you find out that you need this plugin to make it work and this plugin to make it work and this plugin to make it work. And then you need an email marketing platform. And then you need to go get Pay Kickstart or SamCart uh, so that you could sell your products. And and then when you start looking, I don't think people realize um, you're going to pay about $2,900 to $3,200 a month for all of these different tools to run your business. And that doesn't involve... The fact that these things weren't meant to work together. When you start trying to connect ClickFunnels to Shopify, good luck. Ours works perfect. (laughs) And then you've got to go to Zapier. And all you're saying is, I just want to go out there and I want to sell these different things. And I'm trying to learn my marketing. I didn't expect to be a tech guy. So you got to go out and hire somebody for three grand a month to be your tech guy to, to make all of these things work. So you're spending three grand a month on the software and three grand a month to pay somebody to make it work, that means you have to make $6,000 in profit just to break even. And in e-commerce, gosh, you're, you're, you're probably looking at fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 in sales, in gross sales. And in order to do fifteen dollars to $20,000 in gross sales, you've got to do a little bit of advertising on Facebook. So now your costs are going up. It's no reason why people are failing before they could figure it out. They went broke. All they need, they yeah. ran out of runway. With Groove, yeah. especially if you go to Groove Podcast with an S, podcastcasts.com, um, you get lifetime access. So you'll make one payment to us and you'll never have to make another payment. But even when the lifetime deal is over, imagine being able to pay $299 a month for an integrated solution that you could do it all, don't have to hire anybody, don't have to duct tape it, as opposed to paying... 18 other platforms, $3,000 and, you know, just 
pulling your hair out. And say for the entrepreneur that that does have a, a small team, say like a team of VAs that are helping them with like order fulfillment or or even designing new pages and things like that. Uh, does does uh, this lifetime access does Groove uh, uh, open it up we to, have you, to bring team members? We have we have teams. So there's user roles, um, just like going into your PayPal account and saying your customer support can do refunds, but not transfer money. So we have little check boxes that you can, you can assign a team member and based on uh, that team member will determine uh, what, what roles they have. This is powerful stuff. So for the audience listening, you know, like this is something that wasn't there, say, you know, back in the beginning of the internet and e-commerce. So like, like Mike had described, you know, you had to build these things yourself. You know, Mike was building a front page and I was custom developing things, but now you got everything literally at your fingertips, which is just an amazing thing. And so it's like, you know, the opportunity is just so real. It's just more about, you know, taking action at this point, right? Yeah, we're, we're at the point now where we say no excuses. There's um, the education <laughs> out there is, is real. Look, it, there's a reason why Facebook is worth billions because they make their money on advertising. And if their advertising didn't get people results, people wouldn't be continuing to advertise. People need to stop having these questions about what's the best free way? Wow, you're asking the wrong question. The question should be, how do I spend a dollar to make five? The answer is Facebook, Google, and YouTube. Figure out how to, how to uh, the, the best thing that you can do is be happy that you're spending $1,000 a day in advertising because it's bringing in $5,000 a day in your store. Got to get into that mindset. There's, there's, yeah. no, there's no expense to advertising. It's actually, it, it goes into a column where you measure the return on investment. And if you don't, if you don't have that mindset that you want to be able to put money out there to go work for you, to come back 3X and 5X, you really should get out of digital marketing and e-commerce marketing. Um, trying to get it done on Etsy and waiting, waiting for the free people to come. There's great strategies to do with Amazon. But believe it or not, if you're really doing fulfillment by Amazon, you're also paying for ads when people type in the keyword for your product so it shows up at the top of the listing. That's the way to make it work. you got to hijack the system, and that's advertising. That's the way the world works. It works on the radio, works on Pandora, works on Spotify. It works on YouTube when you go to watch a video. It works on television. You name it. Your Facebook feed, everything is interrupted with an ad, and those people aren't out there because they're desperate and they like to waste money. That's the way the world works. It's always worked that way. Newspapers, etc. You need to get in that mindset and figure out how to uh, just take a course on Facebook marketing. It's, you're going to be like, it, it can't be this simple. Yes, it's this simple. Who do you want to advertise to? What's the demographic? Do you want to be on a mobile device? What are they searching? What are their interests? And here's your creative. Go to Canva. You know, most courses that sell Facebook give you creative templates. It's, there's no excuses anymore. And actually, I was curious about that. Uh, what level of, of education are, are you doing that that's, that's related to Groove? I've seen Groove uh, and digital marketing and e-commerce marketing do too many good things for too many good people at any <laughs> skill level. You don't, you don't yeah. need to have um, a, a, a college education. In many cases, I think it'll hurt you. Right. Uh, I'm sorry. I think uh, um, 
Uh, you asked me 10 years ago, I think it would have been a great thing for everybody to go to college. I think today, um, and this is me just getting off on a tangent, the college <laughs> and universities have been uh, corrupted by um, critical theory, which is literally something that is taking away the STEMs, you know, the science and technology and, uh, you know, the maths and all those different things. And and uh, you send your very good daughter or son to an East or a West Coast college here in the United States, and they're gonna come back as somebody that you don't recognize, and they're gonna to wanna to change the world in all the wrong ways. Um, and so my advice would be entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship. The, 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 there's nothing wrong in this world today. Uh, when you look at Larry and Sergey, they dropped out of college for Google. Most people don't know that. Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of, um, I believe, Harvard University or wherever it was yeah. for Facebook. They got their honorary degrees. Um, but. You know, there's nothing wrong in being an entrepreneur. Now, college is really, really good for medicine and accounting and engineering and software development and things like that. And if you're going to go in those things, again, most of those things are related to the STEMs. Go for it. So yeah. that's my, my little bit of my, my rant there. I, I think and I'm a guy that, you know, I, I got a couple of years of college. You know, uh, you know, I'm a, I, I, I used to program back in the day, never programmed for the Web, but I did. Um, Pascal and Fortran, machine language, binary language, all these pre, pre-web languages and things like that. And, uh, you know, and it, it, it was a good thing. But I think, I think today, having the opportunity that is, like I, like I said, Brian, too many good things for too many good people. I go to my events. I go to the Marketers Cruise, GrooveCon, Traffic and Conversion Summit. There's Funnel Hacking Live. You go out there and you're seeing people that are making multiple six figures and seven figure incomes and they're just regular people just like you and me. So what's your advice because so it, it, it almost hurts people in a sense as well, meaning when there's so much opportunity out there and all of a sudden there's the shiny object syndrome where you know they're following one but maybe they run into the first hurdle and then all of a sudden they see a shiny object over there and then they jump to there. Uh, What's, what's your advice, you know, as far as helping people to, to, to actually follow through uh, to see some success? Well, that brings us back full circle to what I said about having to get out of the opportunistic mindset. You need to go back to the understanding that your income is the byproduct of the amount of people that you can reach multiplied by the amount of value that you can provide. So yeah. I always joke when people say, Mike, what do you think the fastest way is to make money? I said, oh, I can tell you, uh, you grab a gun and go to a bank and rob the place. It's the wrong question, <laughs> right? And that is a, a joking way to look at what's the fastest way to make money online. You have to be uh, passion driven. So I'm going to remember I told you before, uh, you know, you're going to take a Facebook course and you're going to go, that's it. Here's the secret to making money online. And if get ready, because I'm going to drop it and I'm putting it in quotes, bombshell. But it is so ridiculously simple. There's an expression that says, plan your work and then work your plan. So what you want to do is you want to sit and you want to meditate. and You want to say, what is it that I want to do on a legal, uh, a legal pad or a whiteboard? And you say, I want to create a course that does this. I want to sell scooters online. Um, I've got so many ideas that uh, I'm telling you, if I went to execute them based on when I do some research, like 
you want to try to buy a golf cart, like a, a used golf cart that's been what known in the industry as fabricated, nobody in the industry has solved that. There's no websites that sell these things. What they, what the, the way that it works is uh, all of the golf courses around the country sell these things to local farm equipment places. The farm equipment place takes out the back where the golf cart goes and they fabricate it. And they put a bench, they put a lift kit, they put on tires, and then they spray paint it and then they replace the battery and they put a roof. So that's the way that you buy like a little golf cart if you live in a gated community and you want to have that little golf cart that goes around. There's no national website. There's no national retailer. There's nobody doing this. I encourage anybody to try to figure out how you can buy a golf cart. You're going to end up on Craigslist. So an idea for me, if I was passionate about this, is I would say, I'm going to create the first SaaS fabrication company for golf carts, and I'd probably make $10 million a year. There's a lot of logistics that would be involved, but I'd have to be passionate about that. But if that's what I wanted to do, that's like an opportunity. So here's what needs to be done when you have an idea that you want to run with. The first, it's a two-step process. Process number one is to have a, a free a free flow of consciousness, right? And just write down on the whiteboard or the legal pad every single thing that you need to do. And you know that feeling like, oh, I got to get it out or I'm going to forget this one. I'm like backed up three deep of ideas. Oh, what was that one? I forget. Oh, and you write it down. And what are those? I need to come up with a brand name, right? Uh, so what would be a cool name? Like for me, it would be called Groove Cart. That's a little pun right there, right? Um, <laughs> and, uh, um, and then I would be like, I need to buy a domain name. I need to build a brand website. Um, I need to create my product. Oh, I'm going to need support. Uh, I'm going to need an affiliate program. Um, I'm going to need to, I got to make a video. I'll probably need video software. Uh, and don't worry about how you're going to get it done. I'm going to need to write sales copy, right? These are all the things I got to get in place. And then what you do is you say, okay, here are the 24 things that I need to do. And if I can put a check mark on every single one of these things, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have everything that I want in life. There's the next step. That was part one. Part two is prioritize that list. And I'm going to make it very, very simple. You don't buy the domain name last on the list, right? It's not like you're going live in 20 minutes and all your affiliates are going to mail. I need to go buy the domain name. So that's probably the first thing that you need to do, right? And then you prioritize that and put that in order. And then at that point, Brian, this is what happens. You just planned your work, you, you just um, uh, now go work your plan, execute. And you're gonna run into uh, an issue on every one of those things. And that is, how does this task get completed? It's either done by me, or I pay somebody to do it, or I barter with somebody to do it, or I partner, partner, barter, pay, or I do it myself. And then you, awesome. you have to ask yourself, am I the best person <clears throat> to do this? I can maybe figure out how to write sales copy. I could go buy a course on copywriting. I got to check this off my list. I need a video sales that are written or I can go post them to a Facebook group. Oh, I recently took a course on copywriting. I'd like to charge 1500, but you be my first client. I'll do it for you for 300 bucks. All I want is a testimonial. Cool. Check. He'll go do that. Now you work down that, that list. And when you put a check mark on every one of those things, profits are there. So here's the last thing that I want to let everybody know about shiny objects. Do not curse or condemn anybody that's telling you to get on a webinar to buy something. It is your responsibility to ask this one question 
when they tell you, here's a special deal where you could get access to this. You ask this one question and it's very, very simple. Does buying that accelerate my current plan? Does it make it does it make it easier for me to get through this plan? Does it make it more affordable and does it make it more effective? If that purchase of another product on another webinar forces you to bifurcate your plan and create a new plan, you just said you wanted to go create this and now you're on a webinar telling you how to go do bot software or how to do you know whatever it may be. Well, now what you're basically doing is you're the person uh, at a variety show and you're spinning plates and you're putting up another plate and you're going to spin it and you're going to put up another plate. Now you're running around trying to keep all these plates spinning. And at the end of the day, they all end the same way. All the plates come crashing down. If you have a plan to get to Hawaii in the same way that I just said what you need to do, you need to write a list down. We're going to get a boat. We're going to need fuel. We're going to need food. How many days at sea are we going to be? We're going to need a navigation system and all of those different things. What you don't do when you know that there you have a treasure map for how many feet you get to the island, walk 10 feet to the north, three to the left, start shoveling, and there's a pot of gold, you don't bring along a brochure about how awesome Fiji is. Because halfway to Hawaii, where all of the gold and the riches are, you're going to be going, you know, Fiji looks pretty good too. Let's, uh, maybe there's more gold there. And then you head out and you die in the water because you run out of resources. So forget the shiny object syndrome. Come up with the idea, put it down in a brainstorm, prioritize it, work your plan. Either do it or get somebody else to do it or go learn how to do it, stop, pause, or whatever the case is. The gold is at the end of that, that list. If you get distracted by somebody else saying, hey, you want to learn how to make money with, with a new bot software that buys sneakers uh, that come out from Nike and you could buy 10 sneakers at $60 each and you can sell them on eBay for 400 bucks? Yeah, you can do that. And so can I. But I'm not going to go do that because that is not my, my, I, my, the priority of my passion and my expertise right now. You can't go chasing the money. You can't. It's just spinning plates. Got to get. Got to have the the um, the discipline to be able to put the blinders on. And when that opportunity comes up, whether it's Groove Podcast today, you say to yourself, "Does that make it easier for me to get this current plan done? Is it maybe more affordable, more effective, whatever the case is? If that's the case, and you can afford it, accelerate your plan." But don't bifurcate and start making all these different plans. It's that's a recipe for disaster. That's awesome, man. Great lesson. I got to clap for that one. I say for the audience listening, you're going to be replaying that because that lesson right there is going to get you to the finish line, get you to your goal. Uh, and you simplified it so well, which which is just uh, just amazing. I feel like we could be talking for hours on this and I want to be respectful of your time, brother. So I'm going to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks with the audience. And I'll let you take it away. Thank you very much, uh, BMAC. Uh, I love that. So, uh, so hey, folks, here, here's the deal. Um, uh, that's uh, Joe Biden's line. Look, here's the deal, right? Uh, <laughs> but there's never been an, a better opportunity to get online than there is right now. People always say to me, you know, Mike, do you think I've missed the, uh, the wave? I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm the pioneer. I've been slaughtered, right? Settlers prosper. 
Now's the opportunity. It's basically the land grab. If you've ever seen the movie Far and Away with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, you know, where they had a thousand immigrants just lined up and they basically said, go and you could run as fast as you you can and you find a place and you put the spike down and you literally were given 25 acres or whatever the case is. That's the opportunity that you have now. Get involved with us at Groove Podcasts. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. It's podcast with an S at the end, GroovePodcast.com. And you could get a free Groove account. And uh, we highly recommend that you upgrade that to the lifetime. But either way, once you get into our universe here, like you are already uh, with Tech Money Talks and, and you know uh, Brian here, you're going to have the opportunity to be able to um, be part of our Facebook group, see some of our emails. And we give so much free training on what we call Groovathons that we're going to help you on your online journey. And, uh, you know, uh, do that exercise. Come up with your plan, put it into work, and maybe one day you'll meet me on the Marketer's Cruise and tell me, Mike, I was on that podcast with you and Brian, and I did what you told me. And because of that today, I'm a successful online entrepreneur. I hope that's the case for you. Awesome, brother. Very well said. Mike, glad to have you on the show, brother. Thanks again. Thank you very much. Take care, everybody. We'll see you all soon. Perfect timing for one hour podcast. Look at that. If you made it this far in the podcast, I'm here to tell you that you have the discipline to do this online business. You have the skills. And if you found this podcast and if you found that this episode was helpful, be sure to help out the show. Be sure to throw a five-star review and share it with somebody who needs it. So it's really awesome. I'm glad that you're here. And I like to leave things off on a high note. And I actually got something really good for you guys. And if you don't know about the Tech Money Talks YouTube channel, go to youtube.com slash techmoneytalks and you'll find the actual live stream YouTube videos. And that's where we were screen sharing and pointing out some things on YouTube, stuff that you can't get through the audio podcast. So I'd say use that. If you do find yourself on on YouTube, then be sure to subscribe on YouTube as well. 